Questions. Without them, you can't learn anything. And questions only lead to more questions. And we can only hope we never learn the final answer to that final question. Welcome to Metacosmos. Join me, metaphysicist extraordinaire Bartleby Nehi, as we explore the expanse of the universe and the depths of the soul. Metacosmos, where no metaphysical quandary is too big and no existential dilemma too small. Welcome to Metacosmos. I'm your host, metaphysicist extraordinaire Bartleby Nehi. Today, in the library with me, is Trish Riel, a.k.a. Trish the Dish. Trisha Real. Real? Real. Like, not fake. Like, not fake. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I can't believe you go with the spelling you go when you have such a cool name as real. It's my grandmother's maiden name. Okay, I get that, but she won't know about the letters. Letters evolved over time. Maybe they were spelled differently back then and were used differently. So, um, tell me, Trish Real. Whoa. This is, this is actually happening then, right? Yes. Your it name is. is Trish Real. It really is. It really is. Oh my god, you just said that. That's so ridiculous. Oh, okay. I don't know if I can cope. This was this this is already getting like Trish Metareal, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Wow. I'm breathing my way through this. This is too much. Okay, so Trish is a uh, writer. She's she's the author of here, I got I got some notes here. Saffron Gates and the Mysterious Purple Haze. Wow. I saw one of those once. Zephram Gates and the Strange Magical Treasure. Okay, I wonder what's in there. And the full series of Zephram Gates books. Oh, and they're audiobooks. True. So, um, inspired by the Harry Potter stories, reviewers have said that the world of Zephram Gates is like a hippie-influenced Hogwarts. What's a hippie? Are you asking me? Yeah, I'm kind of curious. I, I, I've always thought of it as a philosophical point. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um... What, 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 Trish, what's a hippie? Well, there's a stereotypical image of a hippie. Yeah. Which is, you know, somebody who's wearing free-flowing clothing and into a visionary future. Is that like a free-flowing mind as well? Yeah. So free-flowers. Yeah. Okay. There's, I think, you know, whoever you talk to, it's going to really vary on who is a real hippie. Uh, oh, so there's poser hippies now, too. Yeah, uh, I think so, yeah. There's a tr- oh, wait, wait. You're Trish Real, so does that make you a real hippie? Sure, and having a vision for the future. And for the f- yeah, you're not yeah. very rainbow-colored. Well, you not never, right now, at least. Not, I've seen you in other yeah. colors, I believe. But then again, my eyes. I'm not too sure what I'm seeing sometimes. Yeah. So, um... Trish, you're an actor? Yes. And and you uh, do voice trickstery. It's true. And does that, ha- wait, you brought a lot of company. I did. I you brought, brought a gang. Yeah, I brought four people from the Zephram Gates world with me today. Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, can you can you introduce your friends over there? Sure. I've got, uh, here's great Aunt Gussie. Uh, yes, uh, I am great Aunt Gussie. Are, are you a hippie? Oh, no, I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, cool. uh, okay, go on, go on. Uh, Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. It's okay. Uh, 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 can I call you Auntie? You, you can, or you can just call me Gussie. Um, I am the great aunt of Zephram Gates. Oh. Mm-hmm. You're her, 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 her great aunt? Uh, that's right. Can you get any better? 
Oh, I will. <laughs> you can always try. <laughs> I encourage it. That's good. That's good. And uh, what's, who's your friend there? Well, uh, I'm Geezer. Geezer Fraggle. Me and Gussie just met, and uh, it was love at first sight. <laughs> that must have been really tough. You guys look like you have really poor vision. Yeah, well, we were close up. <laughs> oh, all the more to love. Okay. Um, and, ooh, who's this, who's this attractive lady over here? Well, I am Beatrice Bragg. I am the head waitress and manager over the over at the Stew and Chew in Haversville. And, you know, these kids are always asking me questions. I don't know. They just think I know everything because I have this, you know, lots of experience with people. And, and waiting tables. Exactly. That's, a lot of, that's, that's what experience is made out of, patience, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And um, uh, Trish? Who's this, guy, who's this guy right here? He seems pretty, he's sitting there kind of quiet. Oh, yeah, that's Rocco Pounder. Rocco, you can talk. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, I'm just uh, not sure what to say, you know? I mean, yeah, uh, I'm just here to kind of, you know, see what's what, huh? You know, aren't we all? It's a good thing you're with Miss Real. <laughs> yeah, that's right. She's for real. Like, <laughs> killing me. Uh, okay, here we go. So, so Trish, you sound, you're like... Let's see, what, what else have I got here? Qualifications here. Got, um, physical comedy coach. Oh, here we go. This is paranormal. Astrologer. It's true. It's true. I have been an astrologer for a really, really long time. And I now have the real deal with Trisha Real that you can always listen to. Oh, that makes... Mm-hmm. I, I get that name's a pun now. Yeah. That didn't line up for me until until after I learned out what your name really is. Right, right. Oh, man. But yeah, I, I've taught a lot of clowning and physical comedy to all kinds of, mostly kids. Mostly kids? Yeah. You sound like you're pretty qualified to ask a foremost metaphysicist some pretty real deal questions. True. I I do have some questions prepared, and also my friends here have some questions for you as well. Oh well, let's let's um, let's not all rush forward now. I know you're all pretty excited to have your mysteries answered. I am a foremost metaphysicist, so I understand you all want to have your your <laughs> secrets revealed, and I'll do that for you. So just chill out. But let's um, who, who she who she who wants to ask first? Anyone got a starter question? Well. Up there? I figured I'd start because, you know, I already know, Bar- I know you, Bartleby. So I just, you know, figured I would just tell you what's really going on with me. Okay, what's happening? Well, you know, I have this thing from, you know, my head down to my toes. I I really want to be creatively successful. I, you know, I wonder what's the best way to get my foot in the door and succeed as an artist, a writer, and an actor. Oh, man. Do I have to leave Humboldt County or, you know, is it possible to be successful from here? That's a, whoa, you're coming, you're coming out the gate hard on me because you're assuming that I know what it takes. That's the funny thing there because I'm usually just slipping between dimensions in a wardrobe and that's how I pretty much avoid having to deal with reality is because I'm like, I've like changed the path before and then came back and everyone was different and I'm like, don't even say anything. So, like, you're asking a guy who's totally has no accountability whatsoever how I should go about doing that. But 
but, but, and also it almost sounds like you're asking me a physical question. And I am a metaphysicist. I almost wonder if I have any bones I could shake. I, if my friend Bird was here, he's, 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 he's pretty crazy. He's got this bag of bones. It's just dominoes, really. But he's got this bag of bones, and he'll just, like, throw them out and tell you what's going to happen in your future. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe you need an oracle, but a metaphysicist. What's the answer to that? Let me think. Okay. Okay, I've got a couple thoughts starting already. Um, how do you get your foot in the door? Um, I think you're going to have to run really fast. Because in every time I ever saw a scene in a movie where they were like, Whoop, got their foot in the door and they're like, no, 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 you gotta let me in. They were totally trying to get inside that door before they got there. They were like, we gotta get there. Oh my God, what if they lock us out? What if, oh, 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 oh. And then when their foot got in, when that moment happened, that was like, even though you're telling me right now, like, I wanna get my foot in the door and start my career. Is that really what you're talking about? Because getting the foot in the door, that's an exciting moment in the movie. At that moment, you're like, you've been building up towards it usually. So I think one of the things we have to realize is here is that getting your foot in the door is way too destination oriented. Yeah, I think Because we uh, really are wanting to begin an adventure. So if we're going to begin an adventure, it's not because you're trying to get your foot inside the door. That was a goal. Right. I think it's about how do you really live uh, what your heart wants. Did your heart want a sore foot? Because that door is <laughs> hard to get it in. Jamming your foot right into a door that's hard to get in. You got to ask yourself, do you want a sore foot? Because some people do. Some people are like, wear steel toe boots just for that reason. Are you kidding me? I'm going to get my foot in the door. I'm going to kick a hole in that door when I get there. That's another way to get your foot in the door. You don't just have, like, have the moment like where you're like, oh no, please let us in. I slipped my foot right here in the crack before it closed and you really got to let us in. You know, that's one way to get your foot in the door. But then you got to wait, just kick that door right in. Bam, your foot's in the door. And they're all just staring there and they're wondering, oh, there's a foot sticking in that door. What's going to happen next? Did you ever see that Simpson with O.J. Simpson in, in, in Police Squad? Or what was it called? Naked Gun? Totally stuck his foot right through a door. Uh-huh. He was going to kick it in, but his foot went through the door. He got his foot in the door. But then a lot of other things happened next. Maybe that's not the best way to come in a door. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Okay, what else? Now, so, so you see, see where I'm going here? Both, I do. Although I will admit, that was in the beginning of Police Squad. I mean, it's Naked Gun. I forget the show, the movie, the show, the movie. So that was the beginning of Naked Gun. So I, I have to wonder, that is a good way to start. Kicking through the door. Does, you know, but how do you begin the movie with getting sticking your foot? That really does feel at least midway through the movie to me. Do you really want to wait till midway through the movie to get through the door? I say, you can like... What's it, what's it called when you use like ropes and you come in like para, para something down a wall? Uh, I'm not sure. Para, you know, like para, you know, like go, and just swinging through the windows. Can you swing in through the windows? You have to get your foot in the door. Could, but honestly, yeah. no, this is all just me diverging tactic. I'm not really trying to suggest you do this action movie stuff because <laughs> I wouldn't. I totally wouldn't. I'd figure out a way to get my wardrobe in there some other way. Uh-huh. A magic wardrobe. So here's what you do. We're not going to try to get our feet in the door anymore. What we're going to try to do is we're going to try to like figure out an awesome adventure that that we can gen- pretty much circumvent doors. Like, like I enter through the drawer sometimes. Like, I just do that. I just totally come up. I'm like, I'm going to go through a drawer today. 
Hmm. Unless so, you were expecting a door, hmm. but you got windows. You do, I'm, yeah, I do enter through windows. It's true. Okay, I didn't mean that when I said I wouldn't do that, but I wouldn't do it like the, from the roof with a rope unless, well, actually, no, I would totally do that if I could. You could go in through a back door. Back doors. You can, you know what? You may not if you get your foot in the door. <laughs> you know, all you guys got to do is do follow your dream, but you have to follow your dream for a very cheap price initially. Okay, that's helpful. That's my metaphysical advice for you. <laughs> follow your dreams, but try to find it at an affordable price at first. Great, great. Uh, I think that Rocco has a question that's kind of similar, kind of related. Yeah, Rocco, come on. No, he, I, why, he, he does seem a little shy to step up. Okay, my question is, uh, after experiencing a lot of challenges in life, how do you put your best foot forward, eh? Okay, how do you put your best foot forward after? Okay, like things that make you get like spider, or you're talking about things that make you get like what what foot what foot's coming forward instead of your best foot? That's well, what I want to know. I think that's a really specific question. Okay, okay, I know people can't really see me right now, but you know I got a big purple scar splashed across my face. I got a couple missing front teeth. You know, I've been through some stuff. Oh, sorry, I've been through some stuff, and you know, I, I'd say just saying. Well, okay, so you, you're talking about, like, just first impressions people are having on you? Or you, you I, I'm not quite... Rocco, okay, uh, you put your best foot forward. Yeah. Do you, do you know which one's your best one? Well, you know, usually... You, you only have two right now, Yeah. So. I like my right foot, but I think my left foot's better. You like your right foot? Yeah. But you think your left foot's better? Better. Yeah. But that means neither of them is your best foot. You just have a liked foot and a better foot. Yeah. Okay, that's tough. You you almost need a third foot, a best mm. foot. But you know what? I, I don't think you could actually tell the difference, Rocco. I don't think you would know the difference between your best foot, your better foot, or your liked foot if you had three feet. I think you like... One day you'd be like, that was the one, that was the one that was the best foot. And the next day you wouldn't even remember, you'd call it a different one. It would always be changing. And that's what I think that the whole time that you thought that one of them wasn't the best foot, that was actually what was holding you back. You have to assume that the put your foot that you put forward was the best foot. Oh. Okay. Okay, so okay. Yeah. Don't you worry about it. All right, uh, I'm not gonna worry. Um, hey, Gussie, what, you got something to say? Oh, yeah, I have a question. It's, uh, it's not really metaphysical. Um, I have uh, questions about the environment. Um, you know, um, I wonder, what do we do about all the trash in the oceans? You know, when people pollute... Should we, you know, suck it to them and go toe-to-toe with them? Uh, what do you think? Uh, I, I am concerned about our air quality and the acidification of the oceans. Uh, what can we do to help ocean life? Okay, we is a funny thing. Because we are often made up of us mm-hmm. and them and all of us yeah. and we. Now, us, when we talk about us, we feel really small. Right. Because, like, we got, we're, we're so small. Just us, you and you and you and I, we're, us, and any us that's listening, we feel so small. 
But when we talk about they, they're really big. Okay? They're like really big. Like they do this and they do that. And they pollute the ocean. And they just throw their trash away. And they don't care about anybody. Mm-hmm. Because they're so big, they barely see us. Because oh. we're so, us, us is so small. Mm. But, but, but the reality is, us is so big. Us is really big. And they don't even exist. They is imaginary. Oh. So, but it turns out, like, we're going like, oh, they do this and they do that. No, that's us. And what we do is what us does and we do. So, now, I don't know how to stop every bit of us from doing the things that I don't like. Like, like, oh, I've, like, collected certain kinds of garbage for, like, years. Because you're like, oh, I'll be able to recycle those batteries. And I got four batteries. And I don't even buy batteries. And I got five batteries after like eight years. And I'm up to like nine batteries. And I'm like, oh, I don't really see the point in taking the gas to drive over. And I don't really have to drive because I'm a magic wardrobe. But I'm like giving you the metaphor. Drive over to the place to give the batteries. Where do I even drop off batteries in this world? And what do they actually do with them? And what's the point of batteries if you can't recharge them, right? Right. Right? So, so like, why do, I, why do we even make the batteries? Us. We make the batteries, not they. Because they don't even exist. So, But the thing is, which part of us made the batteries? See, I'm perplexed by this, too. Because us and they, it's like a loop-de-loop-de mirror. And I'm like, whoa, who made the battery? Did I make that or did they make that? There is no they. But then the battery got made. And you're like, what's the, well, I might as well use it. It's here now. Or is it? Oh, I... Well, you know, I do live out in the country. I I live out oh, past seven river crossings, and and you know I grow a lot of. There's my a lot own. of bridges you cross. Oh well, you know it's they're ankle deep crossings. Oh, and there's no bridges. No. Okay. There's one bridge, but one bridge yeah. seven river. Whoa. Yeah, and uh, but you know I do grow a lot of my own food, and uh, I try to uh, you know, do the right thing. Uh, but you know I think. One of the things is I have discovered my own special talent uh, because I have an ability to to grow things. I, oh yeah, you got, you got mm-hmm. your, your your thumbs are that little have a green tint to them. Yes, but you know I can grow all kinds of things. It's not just oh you know plants. I have a can you grow lasagna. I have grow a growing aptitude, and uh, I don't know if a lot of other people have discovered their own magical abilities. Uh, I have a feeling that people would uh, actually uh, thrive a lot more if they were able to discover their abilities and. You maybe we wouldn't have these strange problems in the ocean if everyone was, you know, more. Oh, gardening. Their, we say that again. Gardening. Well, I am a good gardener, but I, I'll tell you, I've even been able to grow my curtains longer when I wished for it. So, uh, you know, anything can happen. You just have to put you your know, mind in and your I, spirit into I it. Feel you, I feel you that, on, that Gussie, but I got to tell you, I don't know how much experience you got in certain dimensions. And I don't have much experience in a lot of dimensions. I feel you and me, we travel a lot of the same worlds. But I got to tell you, like, growing, growing those curtains takes some a little bit of... um. A little bit of spooling, a little bit of darning, a little bit of a little bit of weaving, a little bit of 
You know what I mean, though? It's kind of growing them as possible in certain dimensions in such a way. But then there's the replicators. Have you heard about the replicators? Uh, no. Well, there's, they're all in this show. It's called Star Trek. And I'm really way into the replicators because it's so cool. You're like, want another piece of chocolate? Print up another piece of chocolate. Oh. But we don't have replicators yet. No. So, you know, I think we're getting there. I really do believe. I, I, like, you got to get energy to do that. It's going to get a lot of energy if you're going to get a rep, something that prints up a bunch of atoms in a row that makes up your curtains and stuff. True. Yeah, like, that's, that's not going to be, like, really easy to do. But if you did get a new energy source, I don't know, maybe from going lower than Kelvin Zero? I don't know, just saying, throwing it out there. Then maybe you could, like, gather enough energy because you wouldn't have any entropy from going lower than Kelvin Zero. And I know that sounds more like physics than metaphysics, but you wanted to know. You asked the question. Yeah. So you get lower than Kelvin Zero. You get all this free, this energy just comes a bloob, 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 bloob. And then you got all this energy just blooming up all over the place. And then you make replicators. And you replicate the replicators and make more replicators. And then you make curtains. But we're not there for a while. I feel like we're going to have to have a whole entire expose on that one, really. Okay, well, I hope that will help with, you know, the ocean and everything else. Well, you know, I don't mean to, like, put off the ocean park. I really feel that was a really pertinent question. And there's, like, there's a whole, like, thing I see, this article I've read about a little boy. Well, maybe a little, a big boy, because he's a teenager, who, like, made made this idea for gathering up the plastic from the ocean. But the, the, the thing that's Kidding in the way is that we are in a for-profit system. And as long as we can't figure out what to do with all that algae-corroded plastic, who wants to pay the money to pull it out? And unfortunately, in a for-profit economic model, economic models are just moral systems. I don't know if you know that. This is what... Okay. Okay, long answer. You got you're pulling my you're pulling on me long enough, Gussie, oh, with that adorable okay. little old lady face. Well, you I know. gotta tell you, I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you have know how it goes. Okay. What was I saying? Something about economics? Yeah, moral system, you said. Oh, yeah, economics is a moral system. You see, because you got to quantify the whole universe according to science. And science is like, yeah, if you can't measure it, it's not there. And so science is going around, let's measure that. Now, I'm not saying science, because I mean like real science is just asking the question, paying attention to the answer. You know, really seeing what happened from experience. That's science. But then there's like this whole, this other, the big capitalist science. And you're like, okay, so... Everything we can measure, we can we can quantify. Therefore, we can know if it's true and measure it and hold this experiment. I don't even get me started on the measurements of echinacea and all that. Because it's ridiculous. But going on, you got all this stuff called science. And they're like, oh, can you measure it? And they're like, what about morals? Can we measure morals? And they're like, no. But we can say what has a monetary value. So then you go around and you like make this thing called an economic model. So you got like, you can make your economic model look like anything, but they're all utopias. They don't exist. Anything you call your economic, you can say communism, you can say capitalism, you can say it's socialism. They're completely imaginary. What was that last one? Socialism. It's totally, they're all imaginary because they're all utopic. They're all invisualized to have a perfect idea of what the whole world can be. But they're not actually real. They're just ideals. You can't accomplish any of them. But what you, what you aim to accomplish, you're going to get close and you're going to get a lot of the repercussions and side effects from it. That's what you're going to get a lot of. So if we say, Hey, I know what we're going to do. We'll be capitalists. Well, I don't know if you noticed, but there's the oceans and the plastics, all the exploited people and the jobs, the rivers getting dumped with and cor- corrupted p- political parties. Like, this whole thing's a complete mess. 
Oh, you know, that reminds me. Uh, Geezer has a uh, political question for you. I, I think, hold on a second. Okay. You gotta, uh, poli- well, maybe we should just segue right into it. Throw up the political question. Put it on the table, Geezer. Oh, you, no, I didn't want to stop you. You were on a roll. Well, I think we really much, pretty much covered it. You, oh, whatever you think your economics are, that's just your ideal. That's not actually what's going to happen. But but you're actually going to have to pay for the repercussions of that ideal because you're going to be aiming to make it happen. Oh. So it doesn't matter what your economic system is, there will be repercussions, and we are thick in the repercussions of, this, of the economic ideals of the last 150-year minimum. Okay, uh, okay then. Um, geezer- no, 250. I'm going to go 250. Okay. Uh, I didn't want to get all technical like that uh, on you. You look disoriented okay. on Cassie. Maybe I you should am, sit down. Just go uh, sit down. I'm, I'm sorry. I really am sorry. I didn't want to give you the real answer because uh, you look frail. I am. I, I'm going to go sit down You now. should get some water. Have some oh, of that water. Oh, okay. Um, hey, Geezer, come on up. Geezer, let's hear it. Yeah, hey there. Apparently we're talking politics now. I really <laughs> don't right. like talking politics. That's it's okay. so boring. You're going to like this question. Uh, I just want to say, uh, I'm, I'm guessing there she's my new girlfriend. <laughs> oh, hey, hey. Uh-huh. So you're kind of name dropping now, huh? Uh, yeah, she's quite a catch. <laughs> and you know, I'm a fisherman, so uh, I I really like it when I get a good catch. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Okay, so, I get it. That's a good pun. Uh, I, encourage, yeah. I encourage puns, I guess. Okay, so uh, here's my question. Okay, uh, now, some of the political, uh, how do you say that? Some of the political candidates running for president really seem to have no legs to stand on. Uh, what do you think about that? Oh, it, well, there's a certain implication that they're puppets. Well, I, I'm just Because saying. puppets don't usually have legs to stand on. Oh, so, sure. Yeah, yeah, right. So maybe the lack of their legs to stand on is caused by their buckling knees. For they perhaps lack integrity. Perhaps they do. I'll just leave it at that. That's all. I really don't like talking about politics, and we really went pretty close to it when we talked about, like, religion just a moment ago. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if there's a metaphysical aspect of politics, huh? A metaphysical aspect to cut politics. Um, I'd have to say the meta, the metaphysical aspect of politics pretty much just really comes back down to what moral code you believe in. And if you really think you have to quantify your moral code into a monetary system, I don't know. You, you have a lot of dogma you're going to have to work out. And you really got to check your feet, the bottom of your feet for dogma before you come in the house. You're going to track it all over everything. <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> it's true. That's, that's, that's the medical, physical aspect of, of, of politics is that they all track the dogma into their house. <laughs> I, I love this guy. <laughs> Thank, thanks, Geezer. Oh, yeah. So, uh, did everybody ask their question already? Oh, wait, wait, Beatrice! Yeah, it's Beatrice Bragg here. Uh, I am the head waitress and the manager over at the Stew and Chew in Haversville. I think I introduced myself before. So, uh, my question is, um, when things go badly day after day, it's easy to expect the other shoe to drop. Uh, how do we get back on our feet after dealing with so many challenges? Um, gravity. If you just really work on it, most likely you, can, you when you start to work to, to to stand up again, 
chances are if you really rely on gravity, if you put your feet forward first, the best foot forward thing again, just put any of them forward, anyone will be the best that day, and then gravity will take care of the rest. Okay, I guess I'm, uh, I'm going to be working on that then. Uh... You can also stay in water, but then you're going to get a little bit pruney. True. Well, I uh, thank you. But, but uh, before you all go, I want to—I yeah, okay. I noticed a little bit of a conspiracy going on here. Um, the first question was, "What was that?" Oh, that was from me. Yeah, you um, want to get your foot in the I'm door, Trish, right? and then Rocco wanted to get the best foot forward. Mm, right. And I, what, what, what was the one about um, from Aunt Gussie? What was oh, yours? Oh, I, I was asking whether uh, we need to sock it to him or go toe to toe with. Yeah, sock it to him. Go to toe. Thank you. Th- yeah. And Geezer, what was yours, Geezer? Oh, well, uh, I was. Uh, Wondering about the political presidential uh, running. Oh yes, yes, people. no legs to stand on. Okay, yeah. uh, and there was a running thing going on here. And I, I, I don't know. I personally thought this was rather sexist. I know I'm a sock, but I feel like I'm a metaphysicist foremost, and I don't think you would have been asking this questions to to a non a non sock metaphysicist. And I just felt like you know my. I don't know if you guys know what this is like, but, but okay, let me tell you about sexism and sexism because they're not that different. That's like you go and you're like, you want to be, you're some foremost like physicist and you're a woman, right? And you're like, I'm going on this talk show and they're like, so what's your favorite shade of lipstick? And you're like, look, I know I'm a woman, but I, I, I really, I have some theories in physics and they're like, Sure, but what kind of shoes are those? And you're like, no, seriously. And I'm like, okay, now I don't appreciate I love you guys. You guys are wonderful. And I, I love your books. Oh my gosh. But I just felt this was a little bit prejudiced to me because this is like my second episode. I'm like coming out like everyone's talking about that I'm a sock and it's like my ethnicity. That's not who I am. Oh. Like, and then what if you go on the show and you're like, you ask the woman physicist and you're like, what's it like being a woman in a world for the male physicist? Just because you're trying to be sensitive, right? Right, yeah, sure. But then you're like, why don't you ask the men what's it like being a privileged man in the world of physics and you don't have to just work against being a female, too? You don't ask those questions to the guys. Why would you ask it to the women? And so that's why I mean, like, I just wanted to bring that forward because I felt that those were very funny puns, and I love a good pun. But I was like, they're doing it again. They're yeah. making a metaphor of who, about my, how I look and my appearances as if that has something to do with my metaphysics. Oh, yeah, well, I've never even heard of sexism before, so I feel like I've just opened my mind. <laughs> Thank you, Aunt Gussie. Let's have a hug. Take him here. Oh. oh. This is a really heartfelt moment. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, well, I'm sorry I had to tell you guys off, but I like if you don't stand up for yourself... As a sock in this world. Oh, yeah. They're, they're going to sock it to you. Yeah, they will. They really will. You know, it's, we just got to be a little more aware, that's but all. You know what? I probably wouldn't have minded nearly as much if you, you made one soul pun, because souls are totally metaphysical. <laughs> just one soul pun. There wasn't a single pun about souls, and that would have totally, I would have totally been like forgiving you off at all the, all the other questions, but like, yes, souls. Well, I did have a question. This is Trish now. I I did wonder about our our sole purpose in life, but you know, <laughs> I guess I thought. I think our earlier questions are gonna already solved it. Actually, yeah. question number one. I think I really nailed your sole purpose in life. I think you did. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you all so much. This has been a wonderful episode of Metacosmos. Thanks to Trish Real. This is the real Trish right here. No joke. Thanks for coming in, Trish. <laughs> thank you. 
And from special sound support from Mr. Jeff Jensen. And thank you so much. This is Bartleby Nehi from the Kinetic Paranormal Society with Metacosmos. Hello, this is Artemis again, and thank you so much for listening. I have a few production notes. First of all, the word Bartleby was looking for was repelling, as in repelling from the rooftop and through the window. And thank you to Miss Trisha Reel. You can learn more about her Zephram Gates books at zephramgates.com. We'll put some links below. And you can learn about her podcast on astrology, The Real Deal with Trisha Reel. We'll have links for that. Uh, Production editing was done by Isaac Bluefoot. Music by Royal Jelly. Uh, extra sound help with Jeff Jensen. And uh, Bartleby Nehi. I'm Artemis Nehi. Tune in next month for another episode of the Kinetic Paranormal Society podcast. <laughs>